what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices from the Mausoleum. In today's edition of Five Influential Horror, we have Scott Harding from the You Run podcast, and now You Run YouTube. Yay! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you Run YouTube, and now You Run True you Crime run. as well. Oh, that's right. You Run True yeah. Crime. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need yeah. to stop adding things to my repertoire <laughs> every time you do it's like the list of all your stuff that you share on instagram is like slowly growing i know <laughs> yeah no it's great um i i've been following um scott for i think a few months now and we've interacted and yeah so here we are we're going to talk about his influential horror and um why he picked them yeah and my list is probably not the same as anyone else's list no, actually, I, I'm trying to think. I'm like thinking about it now. I'm wondering, I don't know if it maybe one, maybe one of yeah. your movies was on, but no, you're right. These are these are very unique. We haven't had these before, so that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's because I'm weird. <laughs> weird is good. <laughs> I like weird. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh yeah, so your your first one was Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Yes. Um yeah. This movie was a movie I saw when I was very, very young. So probably, I don't know, 10, maybe 11. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I, I'd kind of seen horrors before with like older cousins and things like that. And they sure. terrified me. <laughs> but this one didn't. And it was the first horror that I managed to sit all the way through as a younger viewer. Okay. Um, and it's kind of become just ingrained in me this this version of A Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, is Freddie at his absolute best. This is Robert England's pinnacle performance. He's yeah. gone from the first one being incredibly scary and, and nasty mm -hmm. to yeah. still having that sinister edge, but now putting a, a little bit of fun with it. Um, yes. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, th this movie growing up was almost like a superhero movie. This was like my <laughs> Avengers because you had all, all of the characters in it have special powers. You've got Kincaid, yes. who's super strong, and you've got, uh, her name escapes me, but the, the girl all clad in leather who's who's just bad. Oh, Taryn. Taryn. Yeah, that, that's yeah. her superpower. She's bad. And She's she holds yeah. And pretty. She's pretty and bad. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, uh, I don't know what it is. There's just something about it that I absolutely love. It just appeals to me on so many different levels. Yeah. Um, and then when you start looking at some of the facts around it, it's a crazy production. Yeah. Really, really crazy. So they had um, Freddie's glove went missing from set. Um, and they had cars searched and cast members yeah. were accused. And uh, they never found it until it appeared in the Evil Dead 2 hung up in the shed. And it was stolen. I, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, so if you look on the, when you watch the evil dead 2 when they do the scene in the shed freddy's glove is hanging up on the wall and that's actually the glove that was stolen from the set of dream warriors oh wow okay <laughs> yeah i definitely didn't know that i haven't seen evil dead 2 in a really long time now i feel like i need to go back and just just for that one part and see it that's yeah. crazy yeah huh. um, it, yeah it's, it's just there's so much that happened on that set and it's just yeah. a crazy film and yeah I, I love it it's it's a regular watch for me yeah, I um so I'm a Nightmare on Elm Street fan. I don't know. 
I don't know as probably as far as like knowledge about the movies and any things that like behind the scenes type things, facts about the movies. I don't know that much about them, but I've always thought they were, it's a fun franchise. I rewatched this one actually last night because I hadn't seen it in, I don't really know. I, it's been a while since I had seen it. And I remembered most of it. You know, I remember a lot of the big scenes like the TV and I remember yeah. like, you know, the, the really big ones. Um, and um, and it was it was fun, especially I think because the last time I saw it, I was probably significantly younger and kind of watching it now as an adult. It was it was it was so entertaining and fun. And I, I loved it a lot. I I think that one kind of gets forgotten. I feel like I. Yeah, that wasn't one that I feel like a lot of people really talk about, but it was a really good one. And I liked the whole the concept of everybody having something unique about them as this kind of like way to kind of fight back. And I liked that. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I think the casting was really good, too. I loved it. I had forgotten that um, Lawrence Fish Fishborn was in it. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of random. He just comes in as this orderly. And I was like, oh, that's right. I think I did know that. But <laughs> it's kind of random. So that was a fun one. That's a fun one. Yeah, and that's before he was known as Lawrence Fishburne as well. He was still Larry Fishburne Larry, then before. Yeah, yeah before yeah. he had decided to <laughs> make himself sound more professional. More official. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I you so you said you were probably like ten when you saw that, and it was like it yeah. didn't scare you. Whew. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, I, I so when I was younger, I had a very love hate relationship with horror, probably into right. my early teens. So, yeah, there wasn't many horror films that I would like. I'll be honest, when I was younger, I didn't really like horror movies at all. I think I've heard you say that before. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and then yeah. there reached a point, and it was probably this movie that actually went, Well, actually, that there is something here I like. Yeah. And yeah, my taste in horror movies is very, very, I'm very picky. Yes. <laughs> I may have noticed. <laughs> yeah. Anyone yeah. Who, who, who listens to my show or has heard me talk about horror will know there's there's some movies out there that everybody loves. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know why. I think it's probably because A Nightmare on Elm Street shaped how I look at horror. Okay. So I didn't grow up with, I'm not a huge Halloween fan. Yeah. I, I like it, but it's not. It's not my cup of tea. Um, yeah. So I think I've got a more fun outlook on horror. I don't want yeah. the really serious, strict kind of, this is what we're doing. It's a slasher. It's I like things that break the rules and that yeah, just, just have fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can. I Yeah, I can vouch for that, too, just from listening to you either talk about Halloween or other movies. <laughs> and I typically don't like every time things blow up and there's a lot of hype and people are like, oh, you know, like this is going to be this new cult favorite. Nine times out of ten, I end up hating it. <laughs> I think I'm just but I'm picky, I think, in a different way, because we definitely don't agree on all horror no. like movies. But <laughs> no, we're very different. But I like I because uh, I do like Halloween. Halloween is not my franchise, though. I mean, if I I think if I had to pick a franchise as far as something in horror that I grew up with that was meaningful for me that I followed that I love it's probably Scream just because it was just the the only consistent franchise I saw growing up um Poltergeist is the first horror movie I ever saw it's like my first memory of life um and I think like but I I only remember seeing the first one until I was much older and realizing there were there were two others um so yeah, no, I um I do like that. I do like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a really good franchise, and I I really like Robert England in general. Like as a person, I like him in other things I've seen him in. So yeah, yeah, Robert England's incredible. And yeah, do you think he should come back and do another one, even if it's just for a cameo to pass the torch? 
Yeah, I think a cameo would work. I know I've heard him talk about his take on being Freddie again and, and what yeah. it is and being fine with it not being him anymore. But yeah, I think um I think I I don't know about like a full on Freddie, but the cameo would be cute, I think. It could definitely work. It's just gonna depend on what they do with it writing wise, which is kind of I know how we felt about like the um the remake, which I did, I did actually like the remake, but we won't go too far down that rabbit hole. But it's um, you know, the 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 guy that played him did the best he could, I think, with yeah, what he was given. He did. <laughs> he did. And to be fair, I I liked the remake, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. It it yeah. wasn't they took everything that made a nightmare on Elm Street a nightmare on Elm Street and flipped and it on its head, yeah. which is great and it's a great way to take it. But sure. unfortunately, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise fans are very, very precious as a Halloween fans and Friday yes. the 13th fans. And if you mess with something that much, all that happens is everyone goes, whoa, yeah. don't do that. Why are you doing that? Yeah, they get really mad. That's true. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah I do. think uh, I think a cameo would be cool. And I think he um I think he would be hysterical to do something like that because he's just yeah, I think that would be really cool. I like the idea of a cameo. Yeah, because he's in the new season of Stranger Things. Yes, I did see that. And I've seen um what was the there's another horror movie he was in with um Lynn Shay. What was it called? It was like a um I can't think of it. It's like a B film. It's not Midnight Man or something like that. Yeah. I can't uh, remember. It wasn't no, but, I can't. but it was one of those things where like the movie really wasn't that good. But he but I, I really like Lynn Shea. I'm a fan of her too. But they were just fun to see in something else that was still horror related. So yeah, I like Robert Hamlin. Yeah. I'd probably watch it yeah, if he did. So yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So your second one, I'm really excited about this one. <laughs> I'm nervous to hear why, but I'm excited at the same time. Um, so your next one is the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. So the, the Blair Witch Project, I saw this in, in cinemas. I saw this in the cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah. and what made this so good and still to this day makes it so good is how they marketed this movie. Yes. Because when this came out, I, I remember the hype around this when it was released. Yeah. At no point was this billed as a movie. No. This yeah. was real. It was in newspapers. They even done a, a documentary that went mm -hmm. out on one of the, the, I can't remember what channel it went out, but there was a documentary I remember that. probably yeah. about a month before the movie came out. And it was geared as a documentary telling you that they've found this yeah. footage. So, when I sat down in the cinema to watch this, I'd never seen a found footage film before. Not really. I'd mm. I'd seen bits of of some, and it kind of I didn't like the whole shaky cam thing. And yeah. but this yeah. done it so well, and yeah. all because of how they how they lied. And you'd never this film would <laughs> never happen. It would it would never happen again. So true, yeah. It, it is, yeah. but you could you could never create the same hype around a movie that they did with this yeah. now because yeah. information shared too freely. But in 1999, right. this was this yeah. was a, we found this footage and everyone went, "Oh, that's quite scary." What are you going to release it as a film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. And the, and the people who played it, you know, they they were so they just kind of they stayed away like they were hidden away and doing whatever they were doing. And I agree. Yeah, the time frame, it definitely plays a critical role in that because you couldn't do that now. But yeah, I, no. I actually I agree. I think I, I saw Blair Witch after it wasn't in theaters anymore, but it was still really new. 
And it was like right around the time I think people started realizing, okay, this isn't actually real, but, but that, you know, it took time for that to come out. It took time yeah. for it to be that way. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, IMDb had the three cast members listed as, as dead for, yeah. for two years yeah. before yeah. they updated it. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, their names. It was, you know, like that's who it was. And they were, yeah. 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 Uh, and it's it's really well done and it's so well mm -hmm. shot. And they do the best thing you can do as far as I'm concerned in a horror is they don't show you what's chasing you. I know. Yes, I agree. And, yes. and they took the idea that kind of like that jaws had for all of the stalking scenes in jaws you don't see the shark or you see very little of the shark just these pieces uh, yeah. yeah yeah the the original alien you don't see it and that's what makes it more scary exactly. and with the blair witch they took that all the way to the end and even at the end went no we're not showing you nothing yeah i know no, nothing <laughs> at all um and if you think about it logically you're watching three people stood in the woods and you're hearing twigs snap, and yeah. it's terrifying. It is. No, I agree. I tell people all the time. So Blair Witch is on my list for influential as well. It was my introduction to found footage, and and I agree. So I talk all the time about when you watch, especially um, obviously in horror, but like even like specific subgenres. So like when you talk, when you get into like um, possession movies and monster movies, all of that oversaturation of seeing what it is that you're that you're running yeah. from you're hiding from you're not wanting to to face it just gets you to this point where you're like okay well now it's lost all of its magic it's not scary anymore it's not unsettling yeah. anymore and um and and i there's so many movies that are ruined just because they showed too much and this that's the one of the things like i think i i said this in another video i was like one of the best things about blair witch uh, is like almost anybody could could do this movie anybody could walk out in their backyard with a camera and and make something really similar to this um not that there wasn't skill behind it i don't mean it in that sense but just in the sense that like there's no practical like crazy there, or there's no um like crazy effects there's no crazy amounts of gore it's just this no. atmosphere this isolation and and all of this ur this urban legend in the middle of the woods and it's so effective it's so yeah. good yeah it is they've done such a good job of making the cast so aggressive yeah. and uncomfortable with each other um and i know they've done that by giving them they gave them coordinates of where they had to go to and mm -hmm. kind of a yeah. brief overview of okay. the scene of yes. what they needed to do um, but they were also reducing their food by a third every day. Yep, I didn't know that. To, yep. to keep them at that On kind this, of, yeah, yeah, the, this kind of crazy, because they had a safe word as well. And I can't remember if it was taco or pizza or, so they had a word. Oh, yeah, that if that they'd one. had enough, they were like, look, pizza, I, I need five I minutes. Can't, I, need, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I need five minutes to, to get my head straight. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's parts of that movie. So there's parts where they were fairly deep into the woods that they filmed it in. Yeah. Um, there's other parts when they really weren't. I mean, yeah. like literally, it's like a, they've taken thirty yard steps in and gone. Well, we'll start right. filming here. And yeah. again, they they made it feel like they were so isolated. Yeah, and I think the feeling of isolation is is not always an easy one to accomplish either. I always my immediate go to for that is The Shining. The, the Shining just does such a great job of making you feel that like that trapped, isolated feeling with the family as we're going through the movie and the story and all the things that happen. And this really did that for me. I mean, even even if even watching it now when they've 
I mean, found footage has come and it's gone in so many different directions since this movie came out. And found footage is like my favorite subgenre. I know people get tired of hearing me talk about it. I love it. <laughs> um, but it's it, it but it's because it just goes to show you what you can do with very little. I mean, most found yeah. footage are kind of B films. They're not, they don't have these crazy amounts of budgets to do all these crazy things. And not and a lot of times the ones that they do and they try to recreate some of this, but they do have bigger budgets, so they try to do more, it ends up falling flat because it's missing that that like little thing about these types of movies like Blair Witch that just work. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think found footage works better the less money you've got and the more creative you need to yep. be. Yep. Um, if you were to remake The Blair Witch and throw a couple of million dollars at it, it wouldn't be as well. And I think yeah. the the sequel, that was it 2016, 2017? Yeah, Book of Shadows. Uh, oh, 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 not Book of Shadows. You're talking about no, the, uh, the, the, the... Yes. Yeah, Blair the one Witch. where it's her brother who goes to look for goes her. Goes looking for her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good movie, but not even remotely on par with the original. Not even close. No, I agree with that. Yeah. And I didn't like Book of Shadows either. Book of no. Shadows was kind of a nightmare. Yeah, but Book of Shadows was, I think that was just the excitement that they had made so much money. They got money grab. Yeah, we made it. We we spent sixty thousand dollars on a movie and made two hundred and forty-eight million. Let's make another one. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. Blair Witch. Unfortunately, that franchise has never recaptured what it done first time around. No, I heard rumors the other week that there is going to be another one, whether it's a sequel or a reboot. But they are apparently going to tap the Blair Witch well one more time see what they get i don't know i think i feel like some things are better left I, some things i will i'll like i've said this like i'll continue to watch the halloween movies as long as they make them if they make them until i'm 80 i'll watch them but i yeah. feel like some things I, I don't feel that way about and i actually and not that it's related well it's sort of it's found footage but it's not blair witch but when i i actually was really hesitant to watch the new um paranormal activity the the next of kin because I was like it's gone for so long and I worried about that but I like um I I, li- I think Blair Witch is one they should have left alone I don't think they should have done Book of Shadows or Blair or the other one Blair no. Witch I think they should have just left it alone um because those are the ones that that get people excited and the ones that mean you know people still talk about that movie some people really don't like it and that's fine too but it's it's just still one that a lot of people are familiar with a lot of people know the stories about even if they didn't like the movie and you just can't read i just don't you can't recreate that even now in 2022 if you decide to do another one i just think it's going to end up being a waste of time yeah i do and i i i'm a really big advocate of remakes and reboots and recalls i really believe that I know a lot of people hate them, but I believe they're important to bring that franchise to a new generation and to get people to go back and look at the original. Um, Yeah, yeah. But there are some that can just be a standalone movie and Hollywood need to remember that sometimes just don't do it. Don't do any more. Just stop at that one and we'll all be happy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm a fan of remakes too, which is, I know, an unpopular thing. I, I, there's, there's a few that I haven't been fan, like a fan of, but I, I do tend to give them chances over not, but it's, and it gets, it gets me weird looks. I know some of the ones that I love, people are just like, I can't stand that. I can't believe you feel that way. And so, yeah, no, I get it. I like, I, I like to give things a chance too. I think Blair Witch is just one that I don't, I just think given the time that it's been since it's done, it's been done. And it's like you said, the way they promoted it, all of the things that went into making that movie, what it was, I just, that's just not something that you're going to be able to get back. So it's going to just feel lackluster to anybody that goes and sees it. 
yeah, yeah, because that magic's gone, and gone. they'll yeah. they'll never they'll never hit that magic again yeah. ever. No. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Le leave it be, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but Blair Witch gave birth to my love of found footage. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did mine too. It was, I mean, I remember being legitimately scared. I mean, that part where they're in the tent and it's the little hands and you're hearing all that, like laughing in the woods, like that part was so unsettling to me. And I just, um, I mean, even as much as I love found footage, nothing has quite hit for me the way that did. It just, it just doesn't. It was so good. It was so effective. And then in the last, you know, the last shot when you see him, like, spoiler alert, this movie's really old, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but, you know, that last shot where he's standing in the corner of the like that was so no, literally nothing happens. And yet, like, I'm like ready to throw up. I'm so scared. Like, yeah. 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 It's and, super good. I don't think there's another movie that shows that little that hits that hard. I don't think so either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's a good segue into your next one. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it is. So the, the Blair Witch Project gave me a, a love of found footage. Yeah. Um, it took me until 2007 to find a found footage movie that was even remotely close. Yeah. Um, and that takes me to Paranormal Activity. Yep. This is in my top five of horror movies, full stop. This, yeah? This is, yeah, this is, this is probably number three. Okay. Uh, and this movie for me is everything hits right. So my favorite genre of horror is possession movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the bit where they actually get possessed. The bit it's I like build up. <laughs> it is the torment and the build up. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there is not another movie that does that as well as paranormal activity. No, I the, agree. The, the problem with a lot of found footage is them justifying the use of the camera. <laughs> and I have such a problem with when you watch a found footage film and they're like, uh, yeah, and I'm already filming. You're like, why are you filming? Why are you filming now? There's nothing happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it really bugs me. Um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Paranormal Activity, they, they hit that right. <laughs> so they're like, you've got a couple of clips of like home footage of just like just people pissing around with the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when weird stuff starts happening, he's like, I'm going to set up this camera just here. Yeah. And it's not a case of they've got cameras everywhere like they do in the sequels. It's they've just right. got a camera just, yeah. in the bedroom. And it's mm -hmm. just brilliant. Mm -hmm. the, the effects are so minimal. Uh, all of the effects in that movie, you could go and do now, turn the lights off, put a camera on, and you could recreate them. Yep. But they're terrifying. Yeah. No, they are. Uh, I Yeah, I agree. I, are you a fan of Paranormal Activity? Yes, I, um, I, so <laughs> Paranormal Activity I saw in theaters and, um, it was one of very, very, very few movies that, um, left me unsettled for a lot longer than just the experience in the theater. Um, mostly the being drug out of bed part. I, everybody has that thing about their foot sticking over the edge of the bed anyway. Yeah. Um, but this was not like that. The blanket was moved. That sense of security was gone. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like at that time, I think um, I was like, you know, I, I was single. I didn't have a kids. I was really young. And like, I had a roommate that was never around. And I was like, I'm going to stay somewhere else. I'm not going to be able to stay here alone. <laughs> um, no, I love paranormal activity. I, there's a couple of them that I didn't like, so, um, but, yeah, there's, I mean. Yeah, there's lots of them I, I don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, did you yeah. like the new one? Yes. Next of Kin, 
I did. Yeah. I did yeah, like that I, one. I, I thought they'd done a really good job. And yeah. it, it got yeah. absolutely slammed. And I don't I know. know why. <laughs> I know. I don't know why either. I did a um I did a Facebook like a short review on it because I watched it um because it was on what Paramount Plus, I think. Yeah. So I watched it that Friday or whatever that it came out because I was like, oh, I've got to watch this. And because I am a fan of paranormal activity. And I was and I I loved I loved the division of it as far as like the the similarities, but like being its own, like the, the other directions yeah. that it went. But sometimes when it does when it goes like that, it doesn't end up being like um like it doesn't feel like the other parts of the franchise. But I didn't feel that way with this. This was like different and different, like had its own thing going on, but it still felt to me like a paranormal yeah. activity movie. Um, so no, I really like that one. Yeah, I did. I mean, there's a lot in this franchise that I like. So I think number one, yeah. number two, and number three are all mm -hmm. good. Number one's the standout. When yeah, you course. hit number four and you start talking about the ghost dimension and they're drawing portals through the wall and you've yeah. got the coven of witches, that's when I kind of... Mm. You've kind of missed the point now of what this was and you've taken it to a whole yeah. other level. Uh, and I think yeah. that was out of a desire to grow the grow the universe in different yeah, directions yeah. yeah yeah and yeah they didn't need to do that with this again one that could have been quite easily a a standalone horror yeah no i agree i like so i the first three are are the ones that i like but i actually liked three more than two i really liked the ones when they were kids yeah that one was really well done and and i'm always impressed with like kids in horror like the the abilities of some of these children to act like that and and like like you know it's just it's crazy to me but that one was i really liked that one a lot i did not care for um for ghost ghost dimension or yeah i didn't care for that one no what was and what there was one more right there's five and yeah, the next uh, there's six total i think yeah the six total i can't think what the other one was called you had one two and three ghost dimension and the no, other one might have just been four i it don't might, remember. yeah it might have been four but yeah no four <laughs> It, it was four because four is the one with the Xbox. Oh, camera. the Connect. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. With the green. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I yeah. Uh, that one was. I no, know. that was where I've kind of got. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make that noise a lot when I get to like the fourth and the fifth in a franchise. Of anything. It going, oh, it's it's doing. And then you sort of get to a point you just go, oh, so bad. <laughs> oh i want to yeah no i um i like that franchise a lot i don't i feel like that's another one i hear a lot of people are not fans of that uh, uh it's like but i think i think one thing that always always the case is found footage at least in my professional opinion um has always judged so much harder than a lot of other subgenres and horror and it's like yeah. people will tell you like I've, I've so many people take it so personally that it's my favorite subgenre and they're like um i hate those movies so much and my follow-up to that is which ones have you seen <laughs> like yeah. tell me which and i swear to god nine times out of ten the answer is cloverfield and i get so angry because i'm like are you kidding me like cloverfield is not like the standard for <laughs> no it's not it's really but saying that i quite like cloverfield yeah you did i so i i wanted to like it that one i couldn't get that one had too much of this for me it was difficult yeah. to get through um i love the final shots i like the story like I, I there are things about it that i like but i was um 
that one was a hard watch for me because I remember just being kind of like, ugh, it was a lot. Um, yeah, it leaves you with motion sickness. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people think all found footage is, is motion sickness. I'm like, first of all, most that's not even really true because found footage yeah. goes back way before Blair Witch. But it's but the other thing is like now they have they have like perfected this ability to do found footage in, in a way that's not so jarring, at least not in that yeah. way. Um, and it just, God, it makes me so mad when people are like, I hate that subgenre and I've seen one movie. It doesn't even matter what the movie is. If it's just <laughs> one, like, no. <laughs> and the thing is, found footage is a gateway for so many new filmmakers because it's such yeah. a cheap, easy way yes. to produce a movie. Yes, yes. It, it's such a good way of doing it. Yeah. You can have very minimal equipment. You can, there was a film released recently that was filmed entirely on an iPhone. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, why would you, you can't moan about a, a genre that brings you new directors, new actors, new storylines. You new can't complain about that. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know I was crazy impressed with, um, what was it? Um, not Unfriended, the other one that's like Host. When a host yeah. came out in 2020, that was like the first full, like that was the first one, I think, I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it was like the first full movie that was done in quarantine because all of these people were completely in different places when they filmed this movie. And I'm like, and that's, that, and they did it with Zoom. Like, I, or, you know, the, I'm like, what is it? That's crazy impressive to me. And I don't, you yeah. know, I don't know. I, I think there's just something to be said for that art and such, and that subgenre. Like I, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I get on No, I I I love found footage, and yeah, I'm making a found footage film, which you know yeah. anyway. I do know which, that, yes. Which yeah, it comes out at some point. Well, October thirty first next year, provided everything goes to plan. If you have details that you want to talk about, we should talk about it after we do your list. Yeah, no, I'm. You know, I'm I know gonna, you're like. Yeah, I'm going to keep it all really quiet because I don't want to. So just that part, okay. <laughs> Just yeah, the, coming. it is coming. It's 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 yeah, it's it's in the works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I liked Paranormal Activity. I think that when I saw the when I saw it in theaters, it was really unsettling. And I think it it's also one of those things where I kind of consider it a slightly slower build than some other movies because I feel like. You know, we we get a little bit of like, you know, Katie's been having like some random things periodically, but nothing too crazy. And then it's just this like slow thing that just gradually over time escalates, escalates, escalates into our, you know, our, our big finale to the end of the movie. And um, I just think that's really well done. It doesn't lose you. It doesn't get there's like it's not dull in any way. It never lulls. No um and it was yeah it was effective i love the use of like the things that they did like when they did the powder or the baby powder on the floor and just the use of the shadows and the subtle sounds and like i thought it was really it's so well done yeah and one. and being able to to do something as simple as make a door slam and yeah. slamming a door making an entire audience in a in a cinema jump like, yeah yeah and then follow that with a a lull for two seconds and then Bam, hit them with another jump scare. Bam, hit them with another jump scare. But they're yeah. not cheap, nasty jump scares. They're so well done. Yeah. And there's no musical build for it. It's just a case of you're, yeah. you're going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then it just goes, bam. Yeah, you're engrossed. And get, yeah. It's so good, so good. And the, the little touches, like the the lights swinging when it's oh, happened. The, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, and the, the aftermath, and you see them, like, after things have happened going, Oh, this is a mess. We need to tidy this up. And it's that bit that's better than the 
yeah. the attacks by the demon. It's them. It's a movie about them dealing with it as opposed to yeah. a movie about the attacks of the demon. It's the movie about them. Yeah. And that's the best type of horror all round is when it's focused on the characters, not the, the monster, yeah. not yep. the not the killer. It's the the characters that make that killer scary. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think too, like having these weird, like I know when she finds the picture in the um in the attic, like thinking about something kind of existing in your life outside of what we're seeing right now and trying to imagine what that would feel like for her, knowing that, you know, oh, my house was on fire and this picture shouldn't even be here. How is it here? It's like it they this and to your point with the jump scares. So one of the reasons I don't like a lot of movies that rely solely on jump scares is because most of the time jump scares don't really linger. They're just this like like I always end up going, oh like I get mad when they happen. <laughs> but but that's not really how I felt about these. I feel like these are these are the type of jump scares that do kind of linger and you're unsettled yeah. and you feel like you're just as on edge waiting for the next thing, the same as the people on the screen. And that is what made, that's that's like the great type of jump scare, which is like so yeah. few and far between. Yeah, and the, there's so many movies out there. I'm not a huge fan of the Conjuring franchise. Um, <laughs> the, the first Conjuring I thought was great. Second, third, <laughs> yeah. fourth, well, all the spinoffs, not so much, but they are notoriously bad for using the cheap, the cheap nasty movies. jump scare. Um, yeah. They've done some great ones. So, like in the first Paranormal Activity, the um, the first um, Country movie, Country. the clap yeah. game, the yes. clap game's incredible, and that jump scare where the hands it come from behind, hands. yeah, fantastic, because that mm -hmm. got everyone and left yeah. you with a sense of dread. Yes, but then when you get to the Country in two, and you've got the crooked man, uh, those jump oh. scares are they're just there for the sake of a jump scare. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I do. I know what you're saying. And I think I think one of the things that I honestly it's not even the scary like the the supposed to be scary parts that make that franchise for me. I really like that it's a franchise about people and yeah. i know there's a lot of stuff about ed and lorraine as far as who they were and real people i don't really care about that who they are in the film who these families are that they help like i get so invested in them and i think that's what makes me like them they're almost more like a like a drama horrors i guess like yeah. they just kind of have this like um so I, I i am a fan of the franchise but i do get <laughs> i do agree that some of it is like like there there was like everybody when um after they did the second one everyone's like oh we should do a crooked man i'm like what's that to do with anything like that can't be a conjuring movie that just had to do with like this family that like it just happened to be something connected to this family like it's not yeah. this like separate you know thing so uh, yeah there were there are a lot of cro jumps crooked crooked man comes out next year i believe and oh that's right they did end up doing yeah they later. did do it yeah <laughs> and i think we get another nun movie next year as well i could definitely do without the nun movie um yeah. i did not like the nun movie and i did not like <clears throat> the first annabelle no the first one wasn't too bad I like the Annabelle movies probably more than I like the Conjuring movies. If I'm I honest. liked the other ones, I just did. the first one I didn't like how much we saw the the entity or whatever when they kept showing yeah. that like that was that it just kept like pulling me out of it. I think yeah. too much. <clears throat> I loved <clears throat> Annabelle Comes Home. That was my favorite one. Yeah, I and I think I think that the studios 
and movie makers tend to forget the things that scare us are it's the doll. The doll is scary, not not the demon that's attached. It's the yeah, it's the doll that we don't like. And I think Mm -hmm. if they'd have used if they'd have made the doll look like the Annabelle doll does in real life, yeah, raggedy. That would have been ten times scarier than what they made. I agree. <laughs> they 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 Hollywooded it up. They made yeah. it like way over the top. But what made it scary was that it was just this ordinary thing that millions of people had. So yeah. many people had those dolls, the Raggedy Ann and the Raggedy Andy. Like so many people had them. And I, I think there was like a cartoon. Like it was like a legit, you know, thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the doll, um, the concepts of dolls in general make us uncomfortable. So I, I definitely agree with that. I think that the... Focusing too much on the thing using it was like oh just a uh, for me. I didn't yeah, that. yeah, I, I agree. I, I like, yeah, just just stick thing, make things really simple. The, the yeah. more simple a horror is, the scarier it tends to be. Yeah, you don't have to overdo it. I don't know. No. That's a that's a common thing though. Just like how they they think that the only way to get people to watch horror movies is to show all the scary parts and trailers. You yeah. don't have to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halloween franchise is notoriously bad for that. Uh, the Halloween Kills trailer was literally start to finish of the movie. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was, a, it was like three and a half minutes long as well. So it's like they gave you literally all the good bits. All of it. Yeah, that's a super. Yeah, I don't need all of that. Just give me like a couple. Like it, it can be less than a minute. This just meant yeah. to get you interested. You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Yeah. No, I am a fan of the Conjuring franchise, but I know not everybody is. I can accept that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um, I I don't even remember what. Yeah, that happened. See, this is I posted this on Twitter. I'm very serious. I get really bad about tangents about things that I like. <laughs> it, goes, it gets derailed so quickly. It does. It doesn't take very long at all. Well, that, that's all right. Well, what we'll do then is we'll jump off of paranormal activity will take you away from found footage it will take you to to the movie that i <laughs> absolutely love <laughs> okay yeah let's do that let's do your number four uh, number four is short of the dead yeah. the best and most realistic zombie movie ever made <laughs> this is closer to how people will react than anything that any romero or anyone else has made the the opening scenes of this where the zombies first appear and they've got the zombie in the garden. Oh, yes. And they close the curtains and go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is exactly how we would react. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't go out there and instantly attack. We'd close the curtains and sit down and go, oh, what do we do now? Let's put the news <laughs> on and see what the news says. That's very true. It is oddly realistic. I don't think I've really thought about it that way, but that's a good point. uh, I've watched a lot of zombie films and I I like zombie movies. Me too. And the more I think about Shaun of the Dead, the reactions of the things that they do. So their first gut reaction is to go to get their loved ones. That's exactly what we would do. The, The kind of makeshift in of, well, we haven't got guns. We haven't got this. What have we got? Oh, what we've got we a have? cricket. We've got a cricket bat. Oh, in fact, we've got some cups. Let's throw some cups at them first. <laughs> uh, and it, it's it's so well done. The, the actors are brilliant. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, I think, yes. are two of the most funny, talented actors the UK has got to offer. Uh, yeah. Edgar Wright is incredible. 
I, yeah. I, anything Edgar Wright touches, I think, is turns to gold. This is gold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, same as last night in Soho was stunning. That was a great one. Yeah. Visually stunning. Um, Visually, that. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. This movie is in my influential horror because this is the movie that made me realize you could make a scary horror movie and make it hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. There's big chunks of this that are really scary. There are some really scary scenes in this. Yeah. Uh, but they'll hit you with a scary scene and you'll feel anxious and and then they'll hit you with a gag straight afterwards and it just washes away all the fear. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, and I think I, I, I one of my biggest things about anything that's meant to be, um, you know, like a horror comedy or a parody or a, a black comedy or whatever you want to call them um, is that more often than not, they lean too much on the comedy so that it ends up just being a comedy with like these like little splashes of could be horror. And yeah. it's such a hard line to follow because I end, I end up hating so many of them. But I I absolutely love Shaun of the Dead. I think that's a great one. Um, That's like a and somebody said this on something else we were talking about, but it's also like a really good movie for people who may not be into horror to still watch yeah. it. And enjoy it because it does have those moments of funny and those other things that kind of break it up. You've got this like love story kind of going on and you've got all these things, these friendships coming into play and stuff. And it's a really good movie in general. I, I really like it a lot, but it's really hard to to nail that like horror comedy and it and it be both without just being one or the other. And I think I think you're right. This one nail is it's the nail right on the head. Yeah, th- there's not many I can think of that can do it. There's so many that have tried. The only ones I can think of that can do it is Shaun of the Dead, uh, mm-hmm. Zombieland, which is yes. directly inspired from Shaun of the Dead, sure. um, and, and Anna versus the Apocalypse, and all three are zombie yep. movies. Yep. Um, I don't know if zombie movies lend themselves better to this type of of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I don't think you could. I don't think you could make a comedy like or horror comedy like this using like a paranormal activity feel to it it's very hard to make a a possessed demon amusing yeah no that's a good point because then what ends up happening is it ends up being more of a parody where it's making fun of it like it's it's you can't um yeah i mean well and i think to your point just talking about how realistic it is that when you know in the event of a zombie apocalypse there are going to be moments that aren't scary and aren't heavy and aren't like that and i think that that is probably to your point about it being zombie movies i think that's probably why it does work so well because that it, that does feel like more what it would be like there's all this awful shit going on and then at the same time you like you have moments where people are laughing or in, like having like doing these things that are just not as um you know terrifying i guess but yeah, I hadn't really thought about it being zombie movies. And I like I like other things that I consider black uh like black comedies. Like um um like I really like I think I feel like Black Christmas is is a dark yeah. comedy. Like yeah, and like but that. it's really well done, but it's not um it's probably it, it's it's done so differently than Shaun of the Dead, but like it's just there's so few that I feel that way about that I end up just really liking a lot because I always end up thinking like this just ends up being cheesy and not anything else yeah yeah I mean how do you feel about things like scary movie I don't like those (laughs) 
<laughs> nor do I. <laughs> I don't like, I really don't like, I tell people, I, so I consider those like strictly parodies where they're meant yeah. to make fun of. And I, I hate them. I can't stand movies like that. If it's, if it's taking, especially because I feel so, you know, obsessed with horror, like if you're making fun of it, like, eh, <laughs> like I just can't, um, I don't want to waste my time and energy or money on it. You know, I hate the scary movie franchises. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. The one thing I will say in their defense is their parodies are of such high quality. They've actually managed to ruin horror movies for people who haven't seen them. If, oh. someone, watches the, <laughs> if someone watches a scary movie first and then watches the <laughs> horror that, that it's parodied, you cannot get that out of your head because they've done such a good job of parodying it so yep. closely. God, that's um, true. No, that's true. But yeah, I, I hate them. They are my most hated of all franchises, the scary yeah. movie franchise. One of their movies, I, I'm pretty sure it was the scary movie franchise. They they did one for Paranormal Activity. Yeah. And it was, but people <laughs> love them. And I, I hate that people love them. That drives me crazy. But yeah, I, I don't like those. I can't do, if it's just meant to be funny and it's making fun. Because there's, a, there's a, a Blair Witch parody too. It's, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, yes, I think I've seen that. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, but, and it, it's very much in the same vein as Scary Movie, but Blair Witch. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think the cover is like, um, is the shot, it's the same shot from Blair Witch, but there's but she's like, got loads of snot coming out of her nose. Yeah, out of her yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I can't stand those. I hate those. Yeah. No, and uh, although they do a good job of parody in them, that, it, for me... It's it's just not right. You, I, they shouldn't do it because it's a genre that I love. I know. And, I, yeah, I and the, the they they don't do it delicately either. I there are. I mean, for example, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead makes reference to other horror movies and yeah. will dig at them a little bit, but it's done in a very Tasteful. respectful. We like this. We like this. We we're just we're taking the piss out of it, but only a little bit. And you know, it's okay. Cause we like it and yeah. that's fine. But when you're blatantly turn around going, well, that's rubbish. Look how funny this is. I don't like that. I don't like that either. No, I'm the same way. And I, and that's why I think like, cause well, and obviously like those friends, especially cause I really am a big fan of the screen franchise. So those were just like instantly on my uh -uh list. <laughs> cause I do love those movies. Like, you know, it, and again, it's one of the franchise, the first franchises I was ever like consistently invested in when I was younger. But yeah, I hate those. And I think I think Shaun of the Dead is um, is is good in that regard. I really think like the sense of humor is um, is pretty hard. I don't it's kind of unmatched. I feel like just as how it goes back and forth between those things like you're talking about you going from this moment of something awful happening to this like funny moment. And it's yeah. so the flow is like never abrupt. It just all makes sense. You don't question it and you just enjoy it as you're watching it. It's great. Yeah. And for for to get a, a UK based horror that exports well to the US is really difficult because there's it? lots of. I hadn't really thought about yeah, that. Yeah. Th there's. Mm -hmm. Can you think of any more UK horrors in the same level as Shaun of the Dead? That's fair. I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> we make a lot of horror movies, um, but they never export well out of hmm. the UK. Um, so things like Dog Soldiers, which is a, a fabulous werewolf movie. Yeah, that's um, one of my favourites. But there's not many people who like that. Well, I've spoken to lots of people in the States about that movie, and they're all like, no, I don't really get it. Uh, I think a lot of the British sarcasm is lost sometimes. Yeah. 
That's yeah, a, a lot of a lot of people I've interacted with when I've made a sarcastic comment, they kind of they look at you like, "Are you serious?" It's like, "No, no, I'm being sarcastic." <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it recently. I um I was having a conversation with someone. And it was a t- message conversation, and they asked me a question, and I replied sarcastically, and they were like, "Have I upset you?" I was like, "No, no. Why would you have upset me?" <laughs> Oh, no, that's funny. I I absolutely love dog soldiers. That's one of my favorite werewolf movies, yeah. like ever. I um yeah. I hadn't really thought about. Well, I mean, I guess if I love it, I must have got it. <laughs> I just yeah. did, I just didn't really think about it. Think about it that way. Of course, I think like monster movies are another one where people go for the easy ones. Like everyone's like, oh, I I don't know. Like I like it, it's cool to love, you know. Lugosi as as Dracula, but there there's other stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. There's other vampires. There's other stories and stuff. And I think, especially with werewolves, um, like people, they go to these like same ones over and over. everyone's gonna say American Werewolf in London. Everyone's gonna say that one. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it was a good movie, but there are so many other ones out there that are just as I, Dog Soldiers is one of my favorites. That's probably my top five. One of my top five in um in werewolf movies. I love that one. Yeah, I think werewolf movies for me, I, I like werewolf movies, but there's mm-hmm. not enough of them and they don't get enough exposure. You, if you look at, if you compare vampire, quantity of vampire movies against mm-hmm. werewolf movies, 10 times and half of those vampire movies are dreadful. That's so true. <laughs> no, that's a, that's so true. We, I literally I just did an episode on Thursday about werewolves and we were just talking about this concept of werewolves um, kind of existing on their own because a lot of what happens is you have where you have a couple more than what the ones that are just about your regular werewolves but like they're always mixed with other things yeah they're never the highlight or the primary it's like you know the whole underworld series it's half and half it's wolves and vampires it's like both and it's and it's crazy because there's there's so much more with the werewolf lore that you could do and you can make some really cool stuff and go some very different ways. Um, that movie that just came out a couple weeks ago, The Cursed is a werewolf movie. Loved it. It was so good. And it was just about a werewolf. They didn't have to have yeah. vampires to make it edgy yeah. or cool. Yeah. God, I agree. I love werewolf movies. Yeah. The, 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 there is really a lack of them and we need more. Yeah. I, I think probably probably one of the ones that a lot of people really like that I really dislike is Wolf. Oh, Jack Nicholson. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I really didn't like that. Um, It was kind of a meh movie for me. It's not one of my favorites. I think I've probably seen it only a couple of times, maybe one or two times. I think I, I think I like it. Okay. But I definitely, I don't, I think I'm kind of like in the middle. I wasn't like, it wasn't like this life-changing movie for me by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think, um, I, I do know a lot of people really do like that one too. I, what's the other one people always say that I just don't understand. Um, or maybe it's the other way around. Have you, have you seen, um, uh, ginger snaps? Yes. So that's one that I either hear people really loved or that's another one that I feel like a lot of people are like, I didn't really like it. I didn't understand what the, what was going on. Like it just seemed like this mess of a movie, but I really like ginger snaps. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like ginger snaps. It has got issues. Yes. As, as yes. a movie. It's got things you, if you, I, I review movies. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. And 
I try to re- review a movie by actually I watch the movie. I don't sit there and try and pull it apart. Um, oh, I yeah, yeah. Any movie that you want to, you could rip to pieces. Any movie. That's fair. Even yeah. the greatest horror movie, if you sit there and really analyze and, yeah. and pick holes in it, you yeah. can you can make it sound bad. Um, Ginger Snaps has issues. Mm-hmm. So does every other werewolf movie. But I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable was movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun movie. It's, it's a fun movie. Yeah, I, I, lo- I like it. Yeah, I like it. That, that's my confession of the day. I like Ginger Snaps. <laughs> <laughs> that is one that I feel like is, is an interesting divide. People really like I know plenty of people that do like it. I also know people that like it because it's less common. Like, you yeah. know, the, the edgy horror fans that like, oh, I like this because it's edgy and no one's ever heard of it before. It's like, yeah, but it's kind of like I liked it. I thought it was good. I kind of liked it is a more serious like Teen Wolf angle of like this whole um, coming into your own and becoming a monster at the same time. I kind of like yeah. that because, yeah. I mean, having been through puberty, I agree. <laughs> like, it's very much what it feels like. It's very disconnecting and weird and crazy and bizarre. And um, so I kind of like some of that. But it was a fun movie. Definitely not like a super serious movie. No. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun, though. I like that one. Yeah, I, I like I like movies that are fun. I mean, you, you've yeah. only got to look at the list of what I've picked. I've picked yes. two scary movies, but even those yeah. really scary movies, they are fun. They're fun, and, yeah. And they're different. And I, I like fun horror movies. Yeah. I, I don't like really serious, long, drawn out. I'm not a big fan of things like Midsummer, And I, I like Hereditary, but I'm not a big fan of movies like that as a general rule. Mm-hmm. I like something that's that's very punchy and that does things that make me go, wow. Oh, ah, that's, what I, <laughs> that's what I want a horror movie to do. I, I want it to keep me happy and entertained. I don't want to sit there going, uh, yeah. waiting for it to get somewhere. Yeah. 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 All right. So do you say, do you feel in general, like, do you typically like a 24 movies or you typically don't like them at all? So I know Midsummer and Hereditary, you just said, but yeah, I am not a fan of a 24. I'm not a huge <sighs> fan of Jordan Peele. Uh, they are. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay. Wrong, Jordan Peele's done some really good movies. Um, yeah. Get Out is fantastic. That's a I 10 out of 10 movie. Um, but then it, Us wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. I, I get a feeling that Nope is going to be not very good. I, I get a feeling it's going to be too drawn out. And mm-hmm. A24 movies, again, uh, I've got a real issue with this sort of hashtag elevated horror. Yes. Because it, it's not <laughs> elevated. It's exactly, it's a horror movie. All you've done is made it longer and duller. <laughs> It's not elevated. It's just boring. <laughs> oh, God, it's so true. I So I'm not an A24. Like, anybody that interacts with me on a day-to-day basis, it's like this constant joke. Um, I have one girl that I interact with on Twitter. Every time she comments on something, she'll say whatever she wants to say, and then she'll leave a GIF that's from an A24 movie. It's like this constant thing that, like, Angel hates A24 movies. And the only A24 movie that I've ever seen that I liked, I loved, and it was St. Maud. That's the only one I've seen that I liked. I, and I don't, I definitely liked Midsummer more than Hereditary, but it was like three hours of my life that I just could not get back. And it was exhausting. And I did, and I just ended up the ending of, especially Midsummer. I'm just like laughing and confused and mad that I just watched it. <laughs> it was such a, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't think a movie should be three hours long and leave you going, oh, okay. That's that's not that's not what you should be taking away from a horror movie. And yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of quote unquote elevated horror. It's it's not for me. I'm a born in the eighties, raised in the nineties. I'm a slasher. Yeah, exorcism, something that's got a real oomph to it. That yeah yeah that's that's what my horror loves are. Yeah, not not a twenty four movies. Saying that though, <laughs> I am quite excited for X. Are you? Maybe X. I'm just being. I'm probably just being like, ugh, because of who made it. Yeah, I've I seen think, the trailer for it. Yeah, I think X looks a little bit different. I think maybe A24 may have taken on board a little bit of the constant kicking they get about being very long and very dull with this. I think okay. it's going to be a little bit more action packed, if that's the right phrase. I think there's yeah. going to be a lot more that happens. Just more but... going on versus yeah. a lot of silent scenes that don't turn into anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those those silent scenes in Midsummer where you get a, a three minute shot of someone going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they cut some out. And when I hear, when I think about what that would mean for the length of the movie, it's just like, I, I was, I, I was, so I went and saw the, the new scream in theaters. And when they did their whole little speech about elevated horror and the movies that she named, it was so hard to like keep my laughter down. Cause no one, you know, as I'm in a theater full of people, I'm trying to be respectful, but that part had me dying laughing. So I was like, I feel like I've been saying this for literally years. <laughs> I don't want your stupid Babadook movie. And I don't want like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, I don't need it. No, I, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on that. And I get a lot of, I get a lot of hate for that sometimes because I. Oh, me too. <laughs> my, well, you follow my account. I post a lot of things that are, should we say they're provocative? They will provoke. Yeah, very controversial. <laughs> um, and when I, yes. as soon as I touch anything that's Jordan Peele, A24, it <laughs> just. Ah, it's. And I find it entertaining, but there's sometimes I'll write a meme or I'll write something and I go, can I do that? Can I? Yeah, I can. And then I do it. And then, <laughs> and then all I get for like the next hour is my phone going. <laughs> oh, that's great, though. I, I'm. And yeah, I, I know. It's funny because it's like you touch any there's and there's there's fandoms and franchise lovers that will like follow their fandom and their franchise until like that's their hill they'll die on or whatever right yeah. but when it comes to so i wasn't expecting the jordan peele but i i i do agree us was a little bit like the ending i think was probably the part that kind of messed up the whole thing for me i just didn't yeah. i was like i don't I know what this is, but I don't know what this is. Like, yeah. and it's not a, it's, I like stuff that's ambiguous. I like stuff that's open-ended. I like things that don't end happy. I'm good with all of that. Um, but I still have to understand what I just invested time in. Yeah. <laughs> and if I walk away going, okay, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> like it just, and that was kind of how I felt about us. Cause I, us had some really good sequences, some really good moments. And I, I really liked some of this back and forth that they did with the different, um, you know, with the people and stuff, but I just, um, yeah, the ending kind of just left me going, oh, God, I really wanted to love this, but yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peele, I wasn't expecting, but a 24, I, I, I hate them so much. Like I just, <laughs> and I talk about it so openly and I couldn't, when I did my original burst of influential horror, God, I could not escape those movies. 
I couldn't escape them. Everyone loves them. So I had to watch some yeah. and talk about them. And Yeah, know. no, I, I don't love them. So, yeah, you're fine. You, you hate away. <laughs> I think, and I, I listen to people's perspectives on, on horror movies and stuff all the time. And, and I think, like, one thing I, I'm kind of proud about as far as, like, what, how I look at things is I can listen to someone else talk about things they love. And sometimes there's takeaway from it for me and I'll go, okay, that's fair. Maybe I, maybe I did, maybe I need to look at it a little differently, but I can also just do it from a perspective of it's not black or white. It's not wrong or right. Like, it's just this, you know, so I can yeah. talk about them with people who love them. It's just not going to make me love them. <laughs> yeah. See, th- me and Mark have had this conversation loads of times. So Mark's the yeah. co-host of my show. And we've had the conversation of if I love something and he hates it, we're both right. Because yes. it's our it's our opinion, exactly. and we can both yes. have different opinions and still both be a hundred percent right. That's yeah. that's the way it works, and this yeah. is one of the things that makes horror so good is because you can all have different opinions of a movie, and you can all be right. You don't yeah. need to argue about it. You can go, okay, well that's fine if that's what you feel. Good for you. If you like a twenty four, you enjoy it. Um, I hate it. It's rubbish. <laughs> It doesn't mean that I'm wrong and you're right or vice versa. Right. Yeah. And I think, too, especially when you're talking about doing shows about horror movies, it's actually better if you don't agree. Yeah. I yeah, love I mean, that. So, like, when you, yeah, you guys don't agree, it makes for a much more entertaining kind of conversation because it's like these two. And the same thing with what I do every other Saturday with my friend Tasha. We do not view horror through the same lens on any yeah. level. And it just makes for these, like, really interesting conversations. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're just different. But I, I think it, it works really well in, like, a podcast format that you don't agree. It works out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. me and Mark probably agree on one percent of our horror, <laughs> our horror likes. Yeah, not much. <laughs> uh, which again, it is for it makes for a good show. So when we review something that I've I've taken notes and I'll be like, "This is the yeah. best thing I've ever seen," and he'll be like, "This is the worst movie ever made," <laughs> and then we try and find some middle ground throughout I'm the like... show. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Horror is definitely a genre that's full of um, all kinds of different opinions. Everybody likes so many different things. That's kind of a really great thing about the genre in general, though, is it does hit so many different people in so many different ways across the board. And it makes it a lot of fun to talk about because of that, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is why I'm I'm drawn more to horror than, yeah. than action or anything like that, because oh, I, I don't want to alienate action movie fans, but I'm guessing they're not watching a horror <laughs> Thing, so it's fine um all action movies are exactly the same movie just with different people and a different threat that needs to be stopped whereas yeah. horror is so wildly diverse from a, a blair witch project movie to the most wacky crazy movie you can get and they're not even remotely the same no they're not it definitely is i don't i don't really feel like the other genres in cinema have the subgenres like horror horror has a ton of yeah. subgenres it's never it's just not as and it, and a lot of the times like to your point you'd watch something that could fall under the same you can watch as i'm learning in found footage month you <laughs> can watch 15 found footage movies and them not have anything in common like no. nothing and um and i love that because it's it definitely never gets dull. There's always something interesting or something crazy to watch. And it's not, it's just not all the same over and over and over and over again. 
Yeah, no, I, I like that, and I, I like, I like crazy horror. That that's what I like. Crazy horror. Yeah, yeah, Cra- crazy <laughs> horror. Which yeah, I, I think my last movie covers crazy horror. I think so. That was an <laughs> excellent transition. You can tell you've done this before. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> um, but my last movie is Cabin in the Woods. Um, Cabin in the Woods has the greatest twist in a movie of any horror movie ever made. Nothing else I've watched yeah. made me go, oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> they set this up as just another Cabin movie, and even the name, Cabin in the Woods. So when I went to watch this in the cinema, I sat down and I'm going, I was in my head, I was expecting the evil dead. Yes. That, yes that, that, that's that's what I'd gone to watch. That's what mm-hmm. I'd bought a ticket to. Um they, they get to the cabin and then things start going wrong. And then when he goes to leave on his dirt bike and he hits the magical wall, <laughs> I was like, What? Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, What's and happening then, here? <laughs> yeah, and then, then they take you into this whole Subworld of the people that run the cabin and those two guys who are taking bets on the cabin on the... <laughs> are the highlight of the movie. They are so they funny. are funny. They are very funny. Yeah, uh, it's it's such an interesting concept for a movie, and I'm desperate to see another one. This is a movie that I feel needs to be sequeled. That's it, and you know, Cab- so Cabin in the Woods did actually make a list for intro to horror too, because it is one that's like skirts the line of serious and not serious. Um, yeah, I will be honest with you. The first time I saw Cabin in the Woods, I hated it because I couldn't. The first time I saw it, because I think I did same thing. I went in expecting Evil Dead, um, yeah. which in some instances, sure, but I think um, I wasn't expecting it to be what it was and so i had to watch it a second time to really gain an appreciation and 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 a love for it because it's it's not because i'm so sensitive about parodies and like trying to be funny about like but when you see that at its core it's not actually making fun of horror it's actually just like you know i really i ended up really liking it a lot i hated it the first time i saw it but yes, I I, I I fell in love with it the second time that I watched it, for sure. Because I was like, okay, so it knows what it's doing. It's not, you know, yeah, I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah, it, it was being very, uh, it, it kind of, I think it set everything up in such a nice way that yeah. when it did turn, I, I walked out of the, the cinema ha- having watched the whole movie and I walked out going, what did I just watch? <laughs> what What was that? Yeah, uh, and, and the person I was with, he was going, I, I don't know. Uh, he said, I, I just didn't see that coming. He said, everything in there was like, what? And it it kind of builds on that in level. So you get him hit the yeah. wall and you go, sorry, what's going on? And then you see them going, oh, so which one are we going to release? Let's release this monster. And you're going, why are they releasing monsters? Why? And they what is don't, happening? And they don't explain it. And I think that's what's best. They don't explain it until like the last the very seven end. minutes of the movie. Yeah. So you spend the whole movie going, and now they've released a merman. And there's a guy with a saw blade for his face. Well, <laughs> what's he doing? And 
I, I absolutely loved it. And the, the visual effects in this, the practical effects yeah. work, and even the really CGI good. still holds up now. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. Um, yeah. The This actually ties back to my first movie as well. So um, the Heather Langenkamp was yeah. part of the special effects team for Cabin in the Woods. I didn't know that. Yeah, her That's husband cool. is a, has got his own SFX company. Okay. Um, and she was on set doing the special effects with him for Cabin in the Woods. That adds even more to Because I feel like that movie is chock full of references and nostalgia anyway, even down to like, um, I can't think of the character's name. I was going to say the character's name. But when whenever when it comes down to the end, what is her name? Ugh. Which one? Sorry, the... The woman, the may, the woman in the end. Yeah, that's like the, um, I'm drawing a total blank. Yeah, I guess I it doesn't really matter. Well. Yeah, but even having her in that movie was like, huh? Like it just had yeah. these moments where you're just like, and the guy with the thing in his face totally gave me, made me think of like Thirteen Ghosts. Like I don't yeah. like they're just these, like these, all of these things. And then God, when you see all those little elevator rooms and you're like looking at all of the stuff that's there, it's it's so um yeah, it's 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 like crazy amounts of emotions. Like when you're watching it all unfold and you're making these connections and you're seeing all these things that are familiar but being used in a totally different way it's like yeah man, that was a really good movie <laughs> yeah it's things like that that i mean this movie is a big influence for me because it is so crazy yeah it's crazy. Was, they reached a point in this when they're they're making this movie they've gone how far can we push it mm -hmm. yeah and they got to that point and they've gone let's push it a little bit further and i like that yeah. I like the fact that they they blindside you with this first twist, but they don't stop there. They constantly do it. And even the end of the end of this movie is spectacular. Yeah, I love the ending. The so, ending so, so good. And it's I think it it's set up so nicely to I would like a sequel to literally start where this ended. And just see what happens afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. be crazy. Because then yeah. they've when all of these things are now out in a much larger world with no barriers or restrictions. I would love to see that. That would be crazy. That would be like a next level crazy. Yeah. Think mm -hmm. um, like uh, the only way I could think of it in my head would be like the walking dead, but with all of these different monsters. Yeah. Instead of just zombies. Yeah. Yeah. You well, could I don't think we'd last very long. I feel <laughs> like we would be done in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, we would. And the actors in this are really good as well. And none of which were yeah. particularly famous when this When this they started. did that movie. That's yeah. true. So you, uh, you've got, obviously, Chris Hem Hemsworth went on to be Thor, amongst many other things. Uh, you've sure. got... Oh, I can't think of his name. It's really going to bug me now. No. No, it's gone. It's not important. There's there's lots of people in this who went on <laughs> and become very famous. I can't think of any names today either. No, um, I, I'm drawing a blank. And normally, that's the one thing that I, I never put names in my notes because I'm normally really good at remembering names and remembering <laughs> dates. And yeah, the yeah, things yeah. I haven't written down are the things that I can't remember. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I think, and I think that um, yeah, I agree. The two guys doing the the bets that was I I don't know. It was it was another one that towed the line of um, discomfort versus comedy, and it just just came together like really, really, really well. I like Cabin in the Woods. That's a good one. I Like I said, I hated it when I first saw it, but 
That's because I thought it was trying to be like um, those other movies. I didn't realize at the time that I saw it because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting something different. And um, that was a pleasant surprise and so unique. Like I, I'm very, I very rarely walk away from horror, whether I love it or not, and think that was really creative. <laughs> like that was really unique, you know? And this was one that I, I definitely walked away from feeling that way. Like this is definitely something special. It's not, you know, your run of the mill stuff. So that was a good one. Yeah. And that's, that's what I want out of horror. I want every time I go to watch a horror movie, even if it's something like if I go, when I go to watch the new Halloween movie that comes out this year, mm-hmm. I'm going to go and watch that, but I want to watch that and be shocked. Mm-hmm. I want them to do the opening scene and Michael kills Laurie or the opening yeah. scene and Laurie kills Michael and then see where they take it. And I, then see what else. Yeah. And the same as like any movie I go and see, whether it's a new movie or a, a rehash or a reboot or a sequel, I always mm-hmm. want something to shock me and to make yeah. me go, wow, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of horror movies fall down, especially big franchises, because they they're too scared to make that decision to do something different. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I can't as much as I want to see it. I can't see Laurie Strode dying in the first ten minutes. But if she did, that would be such a oh, oh my god <laughs> for, for everyone watching. Or or if even go one step further, kill Michael, kill yeah. Michael in the first ten minutes. And then do something else. And then do something else. Take it down the anthology road that they started going down with Season of the Witch. Oh, Season of the Witch. That's right. Yeah. The, That's the blasphemous. Fans... I don't think you can. Yeah. The, 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 fans, the fans would riot. Yeah, they would absolutely riot. They would. But I yeah. would love that. I personally yeah. would be like, this is brilliant. They've killed Michael. I'd just be looking around at everyone else in the, the cinema. And everyone's there. like pissed, going to ask for their money back. And I'm sat there going, this is incredible. What I love feel? it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's really hard. I, I feel like a lot of times, um, like I said, even stuff that I love is, is not necessarily new. Um, and one of the movies that made my top list for 2021 was a movie called The Deep House. Have you seen that one? No, I've not seen that. So it's an it's a horror movie entirely underwater that has nothing to do with sharks or monsters. Okay. It's a haunted house movie. Yeah. Underwater. And okay. it is it was such a again, it, it the the premise of the story is nothing unique, nothing we've never heard of. But this underwater element, it just um I don't know. Like it just, it, first of all, I'm terrified of water. So it was like immediate discomfort for me the moment they put that first scuba tank on, but it was just so surprisingly different to me for it to also be so familiar. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know, like I just was blo- like, I loved it so much. I paid for a t-shirt. Like that's how much I don't pay oh, right. like $30 for t-shirts very often. Cause I can make my own, but I was like, I bought a shirt for it. Cause I was like, I love this movie so much. And it, it really, it made my list because it's so different and it was really outside the box. And I was like, cut an entire. And then you're thinking about, it's not just like one or two rooms in a house underwater. It's the whole house. Uh, it's okay. crazy. Like I was just so blown away by the creativity and the, like, it's just so unique. And it was the first time in forever that I had felt that way. Cause I was just like, Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Um, so I recommend that one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that's going on a watch list. Cause I like that haunted house movies anyway. Yes. And yeah, it's good. A, an it's element good. of underwater that, that makes that even 
better because there's no it's not like you just run out of the house no and then and then there's like and then there's added that you know it's just like in shark movies and they're like oh my god we only got like 15 minutes of air left or whatever right like there's all these added things that can happen to you because you're underwater (laughs) it's so crazy like i was so impressed with that movie i had followed it for a long time because it was released in other countries before we could get it here and um and then it finally came out and i could do it on like video on demand so i rented it on amazon but it's streaming now i think um but i was like as soon as it came out i was like absolutely watching this when i get home and i it was so worth it it was so good it's just so different so what's your movie for this year what's your big so movie no no what oh. one are you looking forward to the most I'm looking forward to the most. We've got a lot of movies this year. A lot of horror. Why is that a hard question? Um, well, I think my first big one was probably, honestly, um, Scream was my first one for this year. I'm trying to think of other ones that I'm just like eat, like dying for. I feel like I look at my calendar and see because I mark all my movies down on my little thing because i'm like i know that there's some other ones that i'm like really pumped about the devil's light's not really a mainstream one though hmm i don't know for this year i'm excited to see halloween but i'm not like you know (laughs) (laughs) i'll go watch it (laughs) but i'm not gonna like you're not like all the other halloween fans who are literally like marking it off on a calendar every day going one more day closer yeah (laughs) no um i don't know what's yours do you have one that you're just like yeah i've got one that i genuinely can't wait and that's dark harvest oh dark harvest is a a movie they've taken from a book yeah Um, we we get a new slasher this is a slasher movie yeah and not and not like a a redo of or a continuation of a yeah no brand does that come out uh, it's at the moment is scheduled for October, but I have oh. not heard much about production yet. Uh, I've got a feeling they're going to probably push it back to November, so they don't come out the same time as Halloween. That's probably Espe- especially not as it's a horror movie that's set at Halloween, and the main character um, looks like a pumpkin. Has got um, a pumpkin pumpkin mask. Probably not a good idea to release it alongside Halloween ends. Yeah, no, that would um, yeah, that's probably smart to move it. But yeah, yeah, if they stick with the the source material, if they stick with the book, that's going to be a really brutal, really dark horror movie, horror slasher, because um, the character hunts not children, but the grown-ups of the children who... So you know when you get kids who are like, oh, there's a monster, and the parents are like, no, there's not, don't be so stupid. This character hunts those parents, the ones who tell the kids that they're wrong. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I haven't read that. I didn't even know that was... Huh. It is, dark it's harvest. worth dark harvest it's worth a read um it, it's it's a really good book and i'm so pleased that it's going to become a movie I, i'm really excited for it really excited yeah i can tell your like face lit up a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah I, I so i tipped it with uh, every year before i start the new year on instagram uh just before new year's eve i tip my top five movies for for the coming year and dark harvest is top of that list i think that'll be horror movie of the, the year providing they get everything out and done in time and they don't run out of money <laughs> are you nervous that it's not going to live up to the book um a little bit but i'm very aware that movies never live up to the book ever 
Yeah, I mean, they're slightly even, limited too sometimes, depending on what the content is. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Stephen King's books, and he's had so many movie adaptations done, and they all mm. fall a little bit flat. Um, Misery is probably one of the closest, um, but even that misses out lots that's in the book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think adapting a book is incredibly difficult because in a book mm. there's so much scope, and especially someone like Stephen King who will write seven pages describing the room they're in. Mm -hmm. To do that in a movie, it's kind of like you just get a scan around the room. But in Stephen That's, King, he's talking yeah. about the the texture of the fabrics and it immerses yeah. you much more. And you can't do that yeah. in movies. Yeah. And it's too, it's like, especially when you're talking about horror, it's one of those things where you also, when you're reading something, there's imagination takes over too. Yeah. And it's being able to, to appease all the variances in people's imaginations because no one is going to read the same 10 pages in a horror book and be like, and get the exact same picture of this thing in their head or the exact, you know, and still being able to be satisfying for that scope of what everyone's looking yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a, a good example is the shining. So Kubrick yeah. shining is my favorite horror movie ever. It's my number one horror, mm -hmm. but it's a really bad adaptation of Stephen King's book. Really bad. Yeah. Not even close. Uh, and the same with Doctor Sleep. I love mm -hmm. Doctor Sleep, the movie, but yeah, it's not like the book. That they're yeah. not again, not close. But I haven't I, read Doctor Sleep, but I've read I've read The Shining, and I know yeah. I know there's a ton of it. It's like almost not. It's almost like its own um, like entity. Yeah, and I think there's space for both to to exist. I think you can have movies yeah. that are not like the book and still be good and linked into that world. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I don't know what my favorite, I don't know. Cause I, cause so I've been trying to get better about watching stuff that's not so um, mainstream. Like I've been trying to watch more like Shutter originals and like finding like foreign movies that are coming that are finally like coming, like we'll be able to watch them here. Cause there was one that also made my list for 2021, even though it was technically a 2019 movie and it was called um, Howling Village. It's a werewolf movie. Um, and it's a, I think it's Japanese. But it was like, it took so long for me to be able to watch it. I, I followed that movie for like two, well, for like a little over a year. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. And then it like never came here. So I'm trying to like get into a habit of like following stuff like that too. So I don't know if I have one. I think Scream was my biggest one just because of my love for that franchise. Like I really just, I, I was so excited about it. I had such a great time going to see it. And I don't know, like I was, I was in love with the way that it turned out. Like, I don't know, that might be my bit. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I say the, the other one that I'm looking forward to is the welder that comes. Oh, out yes. Oh, that is that, are you, are you excited about the welder? I can I'm very tell. excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that comes out in August, I believe it's going August. straight to streaming, but they've not said where yet. Oh, um, so yeah, I'm very excited for that because obviously I've already seen it. Yeah, I know you're, I know you're, <laughs> I keep seeing your things about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's genuinely, and this is not me just blowing smoke up the director's ass. It is one of the best horrors I've seen for a long time. Very, very long time. Okay. The opening, opening 15 minutes of this movie absolutely blew me away. Cinematography, the story, me and Mark were both, we got asked to review it and I was like, yeah, okay. And I've pre-screened movies a few times 
uh-huh. and they're never normally that good. And I started watching this. I was like, I wonder what rubbish this is going to be. I'd literally be about would message each other seconds going, this is really good. This is really, really good. And yeah, it's really, really good. And I recommend everyone goes and sees that when it comes out oh. or streams it when it comes out. Yeah. Well, I like that it's going to streaming. That's much easier. Yeah. I've been yeah. making time to go to the theaters to see horror movies, specifically ones that I'm like really pumped about, but oh, it's a lot to go to often. <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather just watch it at home. I I think the problem is, I think the pandemic made us all inherently more lazy than we were before. Yeah, we're so used to having admit that. No, we're we're also used to having it just straight to our TV now because that's what happened during the pandemic. Now they're like, yeah, time to come back to the cinemas, and we're all going. Do I have to? Can I not just? I'm quite happy to watch it here. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because like I I think that I get I get wanting what comes from putting your movies in theaters like I get that, but the other thing is too when you were talking about like um, people who are going to go see movies regardless. So like a perfect example of this is Quiet Place Two waited 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 because they they kept pushing it back kept pushing it back because they they wanted that like theater release. Fine. Devil made me do it was both. It was on HBO Max and it went to the theaters. And even though people, most, a lot of people have HBO, if not, they have somebody's email address that they can log in and watch (laughs) HBO Max with. And the conjuring still like just comparing the two movies of like people who wanted to go see these movies, like people still went to go pay and see the conjuring and it killed quiet place too in the box office and not, and putting the, the franchises or the, well, I guess there's only two still franchise, I guess, but putting the love for those movies and the fans behind those movies aside, I think it just goes to show you that if you really want that experience though, you're still going to go and see and pay for it because that's what I definitely watched on HBO max. And then I waited for quiet place Two to come on paramount, but that's mostly because I wasn't, I was excited about Quiet Place too, but I wasn't like um, drooling and like dying to see it, you know. Um, and then there's other movies like The Curse, the new werewolf movie. I was like, werewolf movie, I'm going to see in theaters and Scream, yeah. I'm going to see in theaters, you know. And I think it just goes to show that like even I'm very lazy <laughs> and I'll still go for the right movie. <laughs> yeah, I will. And there are uh, there are movies that I feel you have to see. Yeah. In cinema. You have to. Um, things like Halloween ends. I have to go and see that in the cinema. I need to see that on the big screen. I needed to see Scream on the big screen. Yes. Um, If there's a movie like A Quiet Place, that kind of big open world, very cinematic looking world, I will go and see that in the theatre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, had that gone to the theatre, I probably wouldn't have bothered. I'd have watched it on Netflix when it came out on Netflix. And I did. And I liked that film. Yeah, I didn't like that film, but I wouldn't I know. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that was a, you know, it's funny when I originally was going to do the episode, the podcast episode about it, and I kind of pushed it out a little bit. And um, I was, <laughs> the two people that I had on, honest to God, I didn't know they were both going to be kind of like meh about it. So it ended up being this like, I was like, man, anybody who loved this movie or who likes this franchise is going to get 15 minutes into this episode and click off. (laughs) It ended up being something because I thought so. My friend Curtis is like, 
he loves all kinds of stuff that I hate. So I thought maybe he'd really like it. And it would be kind of this interesting conversation of like, what we liked, what we didn't like, what, you know, the differences and stuff. <laughs> it ended up not really going that way. It was kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, well. Well, the crazy yeah. thing is when I done it, I had me, Mark, and we had uh, Elise on as well. Yeah. Um, and none of us spoke. Of, I've got a thing whenever someone comes on my show, we don't talk about the movie first because I want to get yes, genuine yes. reaction. So it, it, <clears throat> I want yeah. that love. I want to get that. That's a real reaction. Yep. Yep. Um, I was convinced that I was the only one who was going to like that it. All three of us liked it. Liked it. All, all three of us really enjoyed That's it funny. and scored it exactly the same, which is like, yeah. that never yep. happens ever. Yeah. When I even laugh on, on my episode, because when Tasha gave it a three, I started laughing because I, no, I had no idea she was going to rate it that low. It just really like, through me because again we we just we just differ in how we watch horror and the things that we like we don't like i just was not expecting that like uh -huh. so when she said it i couldn't contain it because i didn't know that we didn't talk about it before i think that's i think i agree with you that's the best way to do it because then you don't you don't know what you're walking into and it makes it a better conversation i just yeah i was kind of blown away i was like i didn't know she was going to say that yeah I and I, I i do quite often turn around and go are you for real is that you seriously is that what you're scoring this <laughs> Did you watch a different movie to me? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not one. And again, I'm not like a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan anyway. Um, so um, but yeah, it just it didn't hit for me. I wouldn't have paid to see that in theaters. <laughs> so definitely watch that one on streaming. But yeah, I think Halloween, Halloween's one I'll definitely go see. I don't know if they talked about it being streaming or if it's just gonna be uh, I think I think it'll go straight to theaters. I can't see. I them. can't. Yeah, it's supposed to be the yeah. So I think um, I'll definitely go see that one in theaters. Yeah. And then what's the other one that I saw last year that a lot of people didn't want to pay to? See? Oh, um, uh, shoot, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. hundred oh, percent was paying to see that in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I really like that as well. I loved that one. That one made my top list for twenty twenty one. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like was um, oh, I can't think of the character's name, but the one who they made him really, really dopey, and his character's not dopey in the game. I can't think Leon. Leon. They made Leon very dopey, and in the game, Leon's not dopey at all. They took those um, they took those beginning attributes of characters and extended them too long. Like they took yeah. this concept of Leon being a rookie. And made him kind of dumb. And it took, yeah. I did start getting a little frustrated with how long that took. Because I was like, okay, but like not, that's not really, <laughs> he's <laughs> not, that doesn't work for me. And then, but I felt the same way about um, Jill's crush on Wesker. I was like, enough, like, let's move away from this. Can we, can we move past this? Like, he's an asshole. Like, can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hate him. All the Resident Evil fans are do not like him. Can we please move past it? But I felt like they held on to those little like traits from the beginning of the games. Like when we get intros to these characters yeah. and they just extended them too long. Um, that was one of my complaints as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, again, I'd like to see a sequel to that. I'd like to see that universe expanded. I think the the old Resident Evil franchise is well and truly dead and buried now and needs really to stay there so. yeah <laughs> i hope so i hope so i i liked them as these like actiony kind of movies i guess um but i i didn't like them as a resident evil fan someone who like the first horror game i ever played was resident evil and like i just i know a lot about resident evil i'm really in love with resident evil 
it was a, it was just not, it was disappointing. It had those like, um, it felt like it relied a lot on nostalgia. So yeah. like, and then with Capcom holding off rights to character name, it was like this whole thing. And they ended up just making their own movies basically is what they did. And then you got a character dump like halfway through. Cause then it was like, oh, let's meet Chris and let's meet like all these characters that we've been wondering where the hell they've been from episode yeah. one. The only thing also that I didn't like was I missed Barry anyway. But yeah, no, I loved, I loved the new Resident Evil. I will watch um, anything else that they do with that. I was, I yeah. loved it. I, I will literally watch anything that's got a Resident Evil stamp on it, and I will just eat that all day long. Go, yeah, that's great. That's great. Even when they got so far through and it was so tacky and there was loads of clones of her and it, it was it was it was awful. They were awful movies, and I still sat there watched them. And went, I'm really enjoying this. I like this. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they were their their kind of their own fun thing. I think, but I think this was. And I, I, I probably said this, I'll probably continue to say this, but like, I feel like Welcome to Raccoon City was the Resident Evil movie the fans deserved. I felt like yeah. it was much more, and and, it, and it's not, and, and at the same time, it didn't rely solely on nostalgia. It wasn't just like, oh, here's, uh, here's, you know, here's the, um, you know, the RCPD the logo and here's all these things that you know you're going to see and you're going to get really excited about. Like it had oomph to it like it had yeah. these things that I love and I was it was so funny because like I felt like a five-year-old I was so excited about everything going on that I literally was like fidgeting in my <laughs> movie seat because I was just eating it up I was like oh my god and I love the casting choices and I love that they did old school zombies versus trying to make them more modern and how we did we've done them since then oh god it was so good I love oh, yeah I loved that one I'm yeah, I'm so pumped did. for another it was so good yeah not that it has anything to do with. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I loved. I loved it. That was that one made one of my tops. And I think I say it on my video because I'm like, I know this may be controversial, but because there were people that didn't like it either. They were like, oh, it had, you know, it just relied on nostalgia, or it didn't have. I don't know. I think I. Yeah. I, I've got very little tolerance for those people. They, these are the people that no matter what, what they watch, will just get. I don't like it. Well, why yeah. don't you like it? Because I don't. Well, what is it you don't like? Well, uh, I didn't like that they done this. Okay, what about the rest of the movie? You're talking about like a two-second bit of the movie. <laughs> right. What about the rest of it? No, I didn't like it. What didn't you like? Well, I've just told you. But that's like one little bit of the film. And those people, I've got very little tolerance for people who just go, I don't like it. And yeah, they it can't is... justify why. There's no reason. Well, and it's no. also, I think, the same people that hated the others. It's like, so we hated one that wasn't like the games, and we hate one that's exactly like the games. I'm like, yeah. what's the where's the in-between? What are you yeah. what exactly are you looking for? <laughs> like yeah. they gave you everything you could want as a Resident Evil fan in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The thing is, there is there is a group of people that there genuinely is no pleasing them. Yeah, no matter what you do, it's going to be... They, yeah. they tend to be the people who like A24 movies. Yeah. <laughs> now people are angrily. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How but, dare you? <laughs> but this is your video, so these are your comments, so that's fine. <laughs> you wouldn't care if it was on yours either. You no, I wouldn't. Stop. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, that's a... Scott's five influential horror and everything else we can think to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That pretty much covers. Yeah. Uh, everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> All of it. <laughs>
Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, it'll come out on the 12th and I guess I'll see you on the 25th. 25th. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming. It means a lot. I appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to get on because it's it's late here now. Oh, that's um, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you go. No, that's right. It's it's, it's bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Bedtime. All right. Well, have a good night. (laughs) Okay. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. 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 And uh, yeah. That is my five influential horror with Scott Harding from the You Run podcast. Um, Scott is hysterical. If you are not a follower, I'm going to put all of his information below. Um, make sure you go follow him and definitely listen to his podcast. He's very funny. Um, he also has a YouTube, so I'll put everything, like I said, below. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I have for this one. So I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend, and I will see you in the next one.